They look good. The, fi- the final four shirts look really good, right? For Michigan State. They look great. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to get one, but, you know, I don't live anywhere near a store that would sell Michigan State gear or Final Four gear, at least, you know, I don't, in Chicago, certainly, certainly uh, any play, any sports store in Michigan. But, you know, so I, knowing me, if I order it online, I'm going to get it the day after the, the first Final Four game. And, you know, if we lose to Texas Tech, you know, at least I'll have this shirt that what gets in my mail on Monday. You know, games on Saturday night, I get the Final Four shirt on Monday, you know. I guess it's still a collector's item. But the, 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 yeah, no. There's a lot. There's a lot of good shirts out there. Final four shirts. You got Texas Tech. You've got Michigan State. Um, you, you, some other two. Forget about the other two schools. I I, I care about Michigan State. The, this is the unofficial Michigan State hype. Uh, well, that was the last podcast we did. This one's just talking about the excitement of it, ladies and gentlemen. It's Dave Kinjin tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, tonight or today or this morning. You know, whatever time it is as you listen to this uh, show that is recorded in the evening, which is why we call it Dave Kinjin tonight. At least we have to live up to the name, at least hopefully in that respect. Uh, Dave Kin- at Dave Kinchin USA uh, on Twitter, also at Kinchin tonight on Twitter, talking about the Final Four. What a game. Part of the reason I didn't really have a show earlier in the week is I didn't have much of a voice at least when we did the rock show rock of nations with dave kinch and my voice came back a little bit but what a game against duke on on uh, sunday night um what a great win for michigan state um uh winning uh, beating duke uh, the second time out of uh, what 12 tries for tom Izzo. but listen i mean it, it it's got to be the most satisfying satisfying one of the most satisfying wins texas tech versus michigan state now in the final four saturday night uh, that game around 9 30 or so uh, i'll be working but i'll be looking in on that one too and after work i'll certainly be watching the last half of that game uh really really excited for that um uh, so we're going to follow that uh, on a podcast that sometimes covers sports even though we're not an official sports podcast uh, but we're getting into several other big stories as well um what we're talking about on the show in the main segment is going to be congestion pricing, something that Philadelphia is looking at. New York is is doing it, just started it. We're going to look at how that's working out in New York and uh, some of the things I've experienced being up in New York uh, as of late in, in many recent weeks. So, you know, we'll see uh, what's going on with uh, how, uh, well, we'll see how you feel about it more importantly. But uh, other big news, uh, the Mueller team of uh, detectives, well, uh, legal or lawyer investigators, are pretty frustrated over Barr's letter that went out to members of Congress, Attorney General Barr's letter. This from CNN. Special investigators on Robert Mueller's team have expressed frustration to people outside the special counsel uh, about the way the investigation findings were summarized by Attorney General Bill Barr in his letter to Congress, according to sources familiar with the conversations. In particular, some investigators felt the letter did not adequately describe how the investigation of obstruction included derogatory information about President Donald Trump's actions. According to one of the sources, Barr's letter obliquely referenced evidence on both sides of the issue, but did not explain it further. Again, that from CNN. So that's a big story we're watching there. Uh, Members of Congress continue to say, we demand the report. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi tweeted out, you know, earlier today, she is demanding the full unredacted Mueller report. Some things will have to be redacted, like information, I think, relating to sort of a grand jury aspect that was reported. So there's some redaction that has to happen. Um, and that report could come down in a matter of days, actually, according to a, a, a development this week from uh, the uh, 
one of the federal agencies associated with this. But um, we'll have to see if that really does happen. But Congress certainly uh, is certainly the Democrats clearly in Congress. Uh, you know, this is far from over for them. Uh, they have subpoenas ready. Uh, they say they don't want to use them, but they have subpoenas ready to fire off if uh, this report is not released soon enough. So that's just some of the news uh, going on uh, this week. But we're talking about congestion pricing. That is the big topic. We're right back. Well, if you can hear that traffic out there, sooner or later, those folks driving by the uh, studios here uh, may be paying to do that, driving into a congested area. Well, that's if Philadelphia city leaders get their way, at least some in the city government that are looking at what is called a congestion pricing system or what many call a congestion tax. That's what New York just passed. In fact, I've been in New York in recent uh, uh, weeks, and I've already seen elements of this coming into place. And this is something that Philadelphia leaders are already looking at, but they want to see how it happens, how it works in New York. So, by the way, all of Philadelphia seems to be congested, at least certain uh, certain neighborhoods, parts of South Philadelphia, parts of North Philadelphia, parts of the center city area. You know, uh, there always seems to be we are on the main drag here, Market Street, which is, you know, why you can often hear that, um, you know, right outside where we uh, podcast the show. So it, it's unclear what areas will be impacted exactly, whether it will be main uh, downtown streets. I mean, there's ideas out there, but there's nothing solid yet. Um, New York just passed this. And, and what's interesting is that, uh, according to the New York Times, New York leaders were kind of, uh, you know, sh- sh- I don't want to say shy because politicians are never shy, but they were uh, a, a bit coy. I mean, they weren't really putting a lot of details out there because they were afraid that it may not pass. Um, this is uh, the New York Times here reporting that, um, uh, okay, New York is now the first city in the country to enact congestion pricing. Starting in 2021, drivers entering the heart of Manhattan could pay between 11 and 25 bucks uh, that will be used to pay for improvements uh, to the city's troubled subway system as well. Uh, it says state leaders were careful to avoid including too many details about the uh, legislation because they were essentially afraid it wouldn't pass. Um, it also says that London is already doing this type of thing. By the way, you know, me being in New York recently, um, I, I already noticed that the uh, ride-sharing services, many of them like Via, that's a big one there. Juno is a big one there. Um, uh, in addition to the Uber and Lyft, most, if not all of them, are charging a fee. In fact, I thought it was just something that they were doing. So in, in addition to, so you have the main charge for um, the the ride, the fare, you have the waiting time and some, and, you know, the, the, these, these clocks, are, you know, that start counting from one second all the way up to however long it, it takes you to get to your, your ride. Um, they're not counting Mississippi's. It's not one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three, you know, I mean, they, they want to make it sound like, you know, one minute can go by <laughs> a tangent, forgive me, you know, one minute goes by and, and that, yeah, it's not a lot of money, but, you know, even if you're driving goes around the corner and comes back around or they miss you when you're right there and you're waving at them um you know you still get a a charge for that um although you can usually work with the the transit companies or the the ride sharing uh, companies rather and deal with that part of if if you feel like you were charged a, a wait time that wasn't fair but this is different this is a congestion fee that's being charged and i started noticing you know like uh let's say a ride uh from 
you know, one uh, Times Square to the Upper West Side could cost you, you know, $25 maybe, right? So there's a, depending on the time of day and whether you get a person to ride with you or not, uh, at least $20, let's say at least $20. You, you'll get, I, I saw a fee tacked on that was like a basically $3 and, you know, or so and 15 cents. Or do, it, it all depended on um, how long it took me, you know, how long the trip was and, and the route that the driver took, but a congestion fee is, is being charged already, uh, you know, by these agencies. And I started noticing that I said, wow, that's interesting. Um, but now, you know, there's actually going to be a tax that's going into this as well. So, or what essentially is a tax. So from what I can understand, at least with the ride sharing services starting their own thing, it seems like they started their own thing ahead of time. And then, because uh, I'm sure they got wind that the government's looking at doing this in New York. So now New York is doing it. And you just heard those figures right there. Um, $11 to $25 is what you may be charged depending on um, the part of New York you go to. Now, they do have a breakdown here uh, in terms of, uh, I think it's everything below uh, 60th. Hang on one sec. We got another article. Oh, we got a big, big stack of stuff here. Okay, now this is from another uh, document. Uh, it says, um, no, it's not in that one. I just saw it. I, it's it, it, anyway, folks, um, you know, we got a stack of stuff that we, we edit around a lot and we circle things and cross things out. Uh, what did we see here? So essentially, yeah, let's just, I believe it was 60, uh, 60th street and below, but, uh, there's many other congested areas, not just that one. I'll find it later. Um, these kind of things can happen sometimes. Anyway, this is a recorded live show, so we deal with this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I'm almost certain that it's uh, you know 60th or below um, is where this this charge will be implemented in in uh, Manhattan and Philadelphia. City leaders are looking at doing this now too, and uh, they want to see how it works in New York. Part of the funding would go to uh, dealing with uh, transit. Um, now, this is a city that Philadelphia that, that you know passed a, a uh, tax on. Uh, soda, you know, a sugar tax uh, um, some time back, a few years back. And, you know, there's been concern about where that money goes and whether that money is is uh, adequately used to, to fund uh, uh, K-12, uh, to, to fund, um, uh, you know, education, essentially. Um, but the question is, uh, you know, what would happen with this? Would, would this money, there's always skepticism that people have, you know, not everybody, but some skeptics will say, well, is this money going to its intended um Sources. In fact, that was a soundbite that I heard on one of the New York news channels talking about the New York tax. Um, so it's uh, it's getting real. It is real right now in New York. It could be real for um, Philadelphia. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how this works out um, because. You know, and, and by the way, if I sound a little froggy, folks, I, I'm a little bit congested myself. So <laughs> that's that's what that is. It's the uh, uh, it's a good microphone, but it's a it's a it's a, unfortunately a, a rough voice right now. So you have to forgive me because the pollen count is up, and the allergy medicine that I've taken for a long time doesn't seem to really want to work as well as it used to. So. Um, Maybe there's a tax for that to make sure that, that that kind of stuff works better. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, it hasn't killed my humor or my poor attempted humor, though. So you still have that going for us or against us, depending on how you look at it here on the Dave Kinchin Tonight podcast. It's always great to have you with us here. Um, so, you know, what do you think about this? I mean, what's your take on this? You can tweet at me at Dave Kinchin USA. Uh, to give us your take, uh, or at Kinchin tonight, the official Twitter account for the podcast. But this is uh, something that's that's going to um, 
bring in some money for a, a transit system. I mean, look, you, you know, you, you know that there's uh, if you take uh, transit in, in Philly, if you, if you, you know, any, anything that involves infrastructure, you know that, you know, they're always um, working on, on transit. They're always working on, on public systems to get people around. There's equipment issues. There's, I mean, these things are just going to happen when you have, you know, 1.5 million people in the city. And when you have, um, you know, upwards of what, 4 million people in the greater region, you know, and then you have uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who come into center city, downtown Philadelphia every single day uh, as well. So I want to get a little bit more insight to um, how that money would be used um, in Philadelphia. And, and by the way, when I say insight, this is, this is all speculative because there's, you know, this is, you know, nothing's happened yet. Okay. Let's be clear. Nothing has happened um, yet. So, um, according to a Philadelphia magazine, a spokesperson for the city, um, for the mayor's office says, uh, we always pay attention to policies in other cities, uh, to see if they can be adapted to fit Philadelphia's unique circumstances. And we will be watching New York's, uh, NYC's, uh, experience with congestion pricing closely to see how this can help improve, uh, uh, equity, safety, sustainability, and mobility, so um, sustainability and mobility. So many things um, that they're they're looking at. Um, actually, a statement that I think was first sent to the New York Times, according to this uh, Philadelphia Magazine article. So, um, you know, will this pass in Philly? Well, it all depends. It'll certainly be a hot issue as well, especially if um, if it's true that uh, politicians in New York did not say a whole lot about this and weren't talking a lot about it because they didn't want to scare people. Well, then you can imagine that uh, people who get wise to what happened in New York may put a little bit of pressure on some Philadelphia city leaders to see how they handle this and make sure that they get all the information out before there is a, a vote on this type of thing as well. Um, so we know there are congestion issues in Philadelphia. We know that there's issues with, um, you know, some people uh, say there are too many buses, especially the long accordion buses, and that ties up traffic. Some people say it's Uber drivers or uh, rideshare drivers who, who just don't, uh, you know, don't exercise uh, a courteous nature to other people, and they stop in the middle of the street to let people get in and out of cars, and... Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of ways that people are debating this and looking at it. Um, the uh, let's see here. Um, there was this program that the mayor's office did release, which was a plan to uh, curb the uh, traffic congestion uh, in certain parts of the city. You know, there's a lot of cities that that do want to get people more onto the ride sharing or the uh, cabs and, and cut or public transportation and cut down on cars. I mean, parking's always a you have parking that's a problem. As well, um, I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, if you know, some cities uh, look at you know taxing, um, you know, maybe increasing the the cost for uh, at the kiosks that you pay uh, to park on on some of the public streets. You know, that that could be another way of bringing in revenue. Um, there's half the population of the city that wants to kill me right now because I may have given somebody an idea. Um, hopefully, you didn't hear it here first. If that happens, uh, you know, for my own safety purposes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. There's one thing is is for sure we're definitely seeing um, cities trying to deal with um, the increases of the, the increase of people and congestion and population. Time is money, 
And that means, you know, a lot of people lose time when they're trying to get somewhere and there's a lot of congestion, you know, so, or they lose money. So it's, it's not a good thing to be in that situation. It's a great, it's a great thing. And some might call it a great problem when you have enough jobs coming into a city, especially in a place like Philadelphia. Healthcare is a really big thing here. The service service industry is big. You have, um, I mean, there's housing going up everywhere. Like everywhere you look, there's new apartments, there's new condos. I was walking down Pine Street, I think at 13th one day. I didn't recognize the place, all the building that was going on. I mean, wow. It's Now that's great. There's more people moving in. You know, there's you've got fantastic universities here. Um, you know, if only they would tax people for playing their music a little bit loud. You know, we hear that all the time. Um, and I'm hearing that right now. Maybe you are too. But, uh, you know, such is life. Again, living in a congested area. See, it all comes back down to congestion. Um, but uh, the price we pay might be a different story depending on, you know, where you fall on this. Um, so building, you have building coming up everywhere. You have people, you know, great universities, you know, Penn. You have uh, local Penn State campuses. You have Temple University. Great schools in Philadelphia. So the question is, what happens when, you know, you certainly want to retain that talent. The last thing you want is for someone, a great student to graduate from Temple, to graduate from Penn. And, you know, well, they don't really find the job they want in Philadelphia. They find it in Chicago or they and that's how they say it over there, by the way. It's a long oh, Chicago is what, you know, it's what I learned when I was out that way for some time, hanging out with friends uh, in my college years uh, and some who still live in uh, Chicago uh, or L.A. Or, the, or anywhere, you know, even Detroit, which is growing right now, my home city or hometown town, region. Um, you want to keep those people here. You want to make sure you have enough jobs here, but then you have congestion, especially, yeah, I mean, look, people are going to, they're going to have their cars. You know, a lot of people don't want to give up their cars, especially as they start families. So you get young people who uh, get a great job. You know, they, they uh, uh, meet a lovely uh, man or woman. They get married. They have children. They get one of those uh, decent houses uh, that a nice rewarding salary will uh, sustain. And they say, you know, we, we can't just take junior does anyone really call their kid junior anymore? Uh, and that would be for a little boy. What do you call a little girl? If you, you know, junior and Jane? I don't know. Anyway, you get the idea. So they take junior. They take little Timmy or, or little Susie. Uh, anyway, uh, I, when I get married, I'm never, I, I will not be the one in charge of naming our kids. I'm sure that that's, you know, if my future wife is listening to this podcast, they I think she probably has. She's writing that down now. I'm never going to let him name the kids. But so little Timmy, little Susie. OK, you know, the parents say, you know, I'm not going to take them uh, in an Uber. You know, you, you want at least one car. That's a family car. A, a friend of mine actually has two kids now. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're looking for a bigger vehicle, an SUV. So, you know, they not only want a car because they got to haul the kids in and soccer practice and all that stuff, even, even in a city, but they want a bigger car. So yeah, congestion is not something that's going to go away. Is this the answer? Well, you know me as a journalist, I can't give you really the opinions, but I know that this is something that will hit a lot of people. Um, some people like that. Some people don't. Um, but it is a sign of the times that we're in. But again, let's be clear. In Philadelphia, nothing yet. The bottom line is the city of Philadelphia is looking at this. Um, they're looking to see what New York does. Uh, London actually did this uh, back in uh, the early 2000s. Uh, I saw some reporting on that as we go through our notes here. Uh, ooh, here we go. Is this the bit of information I was looking for earlier? 
No, it's not. No, it's okay. No, but this is what we're looking for right now, and now is what matters in the uh, present tense. Um, a Pearl Jam song, really good one. Um, so, uh, okay, so New York, it could be uh, inspiring places like Los Angeles, Philadelphia. This is uh, the New York Times again, uh, same article. So London, uh, congestion pricing began in 2003. The toll is up to about 15 bucks uh, uh, per day from $8. So, yeah, it's essentially like paying a toll. So, now, okay, okay, okay. So, uh, I still like Leo Getz from the, um, the uh, uh, Lethal Weapon. Okay, 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 you know, Lethal Weapon movies. But anyway, so... You know, if you're coming in from Jersey, uh, well, depending on which way you're going, there's a $5 toll. I think you pay it going into Jersey. Anyway, there's a $5 toll uh, between New Jersey and, Philadelphia, and and Pennsylvania. So you can imagine paying a $5 toll a day. You know, you have your, your easy pass thing. And then on top of that, you know, a, a toll depending on the neighborhood you're driving into, assuming that this fee or tax, you know, semantics perhaps, uh, is not implemented in downtown in in business districts. Although I think you know that would probably be part of it. If it's more of just the neighborhoods and it's dealing with the neighborhood nuisance of traffic, then maybe your you know some business areas would be spared. But you're you're looking at a, a hit there, and that's on top of you know the city wage tax. And so there's a lot of money you know that you're paying even more money just to drive into um, the city. And, and you may not live in an area where mass transit reaches you. On the other hand, you know, there are folks who say, well, we need to pay, like it or not, we got to pay for the systems. We got to pay for our infrastructure. We're not getting enough money from Washington, which is always an issue in local government. Uh, I can tell you from working in local government there, uh, there's people who say we're still not getting what Washington owes us, you know, and, and for states that have revenue sharing, which is a share of tax dollars, uh, like my home state of Michigan, there's tax dollars that go to the, the, the state shares with local communities and state leaders would cut that uh, to balance the state budget. So if you're losing money there and you can't, you know, make up the, the cost for infrastructure, well, you know, some places may say, you know what, we have to do this. Um, again, just a little bit of analysis, you know, not taking a side on this is not what we, not what I do here. You can do that. Not what I do, but what you can do, certainly. And I want you to do that. I want you to tweet me your views on this um, at Kinchin tonight and also at uh, Dave Kinchin USA. And on Facebook, too. We interact on Facebook. I'm just a little bit more on Twitter because it just seems to work. I, I just, you know, it's it works out better there. Um, so, it, back to London, uh, 15, uh, it's up to 15 bucks a day now uh, from where it started at $8 there. Um, now, residents who live in a zone get a discount. Okay, so residents there in London will get a discount uh, or do, um, as do owners of low emission vehicles. Well, that's another one. So, the, so taxis, okay. Now, I was actually talking with a, a, a cabbie today about a construction project that they're, you know, they're, they're going to probably take a hit over it because it, it, it will impact traffic and means backups and it means you're not getting to all your rides and your fares are not coming through as, as, as much. So taxis are already in Philadelphia and New York also taking major hits because of, of the rideshare system. You know, that's been one thing that many taxi drivers say they haven't fully recovered from. But on top of that, um, you know, it, it says, okay, wait, taxis and and other ride-hailing cars are uh, exempt. So that's the London situation. Okay, so so these are things that um, will Philadelphia, if Philadelphia passes it, will they be exempt? Well, we don't know that yet. Again, you know, um, it all depends on how this works in different communities. But uh, 
you know, this could be a hit for some of those uh, um, services if they're not exempt. I would think they would get an exemption, but, uh, you know, we're kind of discovering bits and pieces of this together, folks. So, you know, that's the beauty of the show is in some ways we learn together. So in London, they've got, uh, they've been doing it since 2003. Um, they're, according to the New York Times, um, the toll is about 15 bucks per day. Residents who live in zones uh, impacted uh, get a discount. Uh, also owners of low emission vehicles. Now, Oh, and taxis and other ride-hailing cars are exempt. Now, that's another part of this. Some people will say, well, this is just an attempt to get people over to the, um, you know, fuel-efficient vehicles, the low-emission vehicles. Um, That's what some say, you know, that there's there's certain political wings, especially, I think, more, I guess that would be more on the right, maybe, that would would say that kind of thing, but uh, maybe some on the left, too. I don't know. Some people say that's that's more, you know, government engineering and government getting involved, Uh, but... um, let me see here. Uh, the Times also reporting in New York, about 54 percent of New York City voters uh, oppose congestion pricing and more than half uh, think that it would not reduce traffic, according to a Quinnipiac University poll that was released on Tuesday. Uh, uh, so the figures here say uh, drivers will likely pay will likely pay 12 to 14 dollars uh, for cars and around 25 dollars for trucks entering the city during peak business hours. Um, okay. So anyway, you get the picture. So it's a revenue stream. Um, it's, but you know, what do you do when, you know, you, you, this has to be a tough thing for people in charge because you want people in your city, you want people to come in, you want people to be in the city and, 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 you know, really during all hours of the day at the same time, you have to deal with the congestion element. Um, and it's hard to reduce that. It's like, if you want people People want to drive, you know, in a free country, people want to drive. They want to, you know, that's how they want to get around. Uh, So you would have to think that, um, you know, this would likely do little to totally reduce congestion. However, um, if you're addressing certain critical needs in terms of infrastructure and funding, um, some say that's a good idea, and at least that would be dealt with, too. I, I just try to look at all sides of this. Again, not taking a position on it, but looking at all different sides. But it is one thing is clear. Um, it will add up over time if you are not exempt and you come into those zones every day. You'll be paying up. Think Minneapolis has a congestion tax or fee? You think... Yeah, that's what the Final Four is. What what if they tax the Texas Tech people and not Michigan State? You know, because I, I want more Michigan State. It's a Midwestern city, right? I want more Midwestern people or Michigan State people at this game, you know, because that helps if you have more more of a crowd at, in Minneapolis. You think? Yeah, I, yeah, it's unfair tax. Okay, yeah, I, I know it's unfair, but, I, I, but, you know, look, it's sports, right? I mean, okay. Well, yes, fairness has to be in sports, too. We want a fair game. We want a great game on uh, uh, Saturday for Michigan State, rooting on the Spartans uh, to get to advance to the title game um, in the Final Four. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Hey, excited about a lot of things. Great to have you with us on this show, ladies and gentlemen. It's the uh, midweek show. Remember what we're doing now. Um, a f- slight format change. We are going to do one show during the midweek, and then we have the big show on Sundays. That way we can do a lot more, can cover a lot more news, but we can... Uh, do it into, you know, fuller shows, uh, you know, that kind of stand alone, which is great, you know, which is what it's all about. Um, You've also got the Rock and Roll Show. We're going to be back.
back with a, a uh, Friday show there, uh, or weekend show, also um, on Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin, where we talk a lot about classic rock. We're going to be looking at the top live albums, great live rock uh, rock records, um, and also some of the controversy that comes with it. You know, do bands mess around with those live albums too much? They re-record some parts and that type of thing. All of that and much more on Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin, and we will always have much more here on Dave Kinchin tonight. Great to have you with us. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We're back on Sunday night. Thank you.